Welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and on this occasion I am joined by Dr Cara Connell, the leader of the International Fashion Branding Programme, to talk about GCU's Fashion Showcase, one of the most important dates in the university calendar. Cara, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Let's kick things off with quite a big question, Cara. What is the GCU Fashion Showcase? I guess showcase is quite an apt name because it's a it's a showcase of all the the work that our fashion students have done across our three fashion programs that we have at our Glasgow campus. So that's our two undergraduate programs, which are the BA ONS Fashion Design with Business the BA ONS International Fashion Branding and our master's programme, which is International Fashion Marketing. And the showcase, it takes the form, well, normally it does when we're having it physically on campus. This year, it's a bit different, but it takes a form of a fashion show that showcases all the garments that have been designed and made by the fashion design with business students and a separate exhibition that shows all the design work and computer-aided design work and marketing and branding work that all of our fashion students have been working on throughout the year. You mentioned it being an online event this, this year. What will it look like this time around? Well, we're quite excited about it, actually, because the university's got this fantastic online platform to host the event. So things are a little bit different. We've still got our sort of fashion show element and our exhibition element, but both of them are slightly different to what we're, we're, we're used to. Usually, um, we have a traditional fashion show. And I say traditional because actually, you know, I think we sort of think of the fashion show as being quite a kind of modern thing because if you think about a fashion show most of us will tend to think about those big designer shows like Yves Saint Laurent, Chanel you know so we think of it as being quite cutting edge and new and innovative but actually the fashion show has been around for a really long time it's one of the oldest forms of fashion communication it started in like the late 19th century or something so it's quite exciting for us this year because we're doing something a little bit different you know because of the COVID-19 pandemic forcing us to have a digital Mm -hmm. event it's given us the chance to experiment so this year instead of having a fashion show we've got fashion videos that have been created by a production company that we've been working with called I'll Be Your Mirror and I've not seen them yet but I'm really excited so they've filmed videos of all the students garments so that's going to be our kind of fashion show element and then our exhibition is is I guess in in many ways it's sort of similar to exhibition it's our students work is going to be exhibited just unfortunately you can't walk around it with a glass of fizz in your hands like you do at the normal event well you can at home if you want (laughs) I suppose is there a theme for the event this year Yes, there is. It's the full title is GCU Fashion Showcase Style and Sustainability. And that's quite, well, that's not quite important to us. It's really important to us, actually. You know, you can't have fashion without style. And sustainability is a real focus for us at GCU in, in terms of the fashion department. We've 
been very focused on it for a number of years actually and thankfully the fashion industry is beginning to pay attention and start to kind of catch up about just how important it is and it's one of these kind of words I think that gets bandied about a lot and the definition of it is a little bit unclear because it can mean lots of different things you know you can be sustainable in terms of it can have like an environmental element you can be talking about it in terms of like human rights and paying people fair wages and making sure that you're not employing child labor and all of these things it does encompass everything but for us I think at, at GCU I mean one of the the things that we are we are very aware of is really just the amount of clothing and fashion that is about in in the world and just how unsustainable that is mm -hmm. because clothing production has actually doubled well well it doubled between the year 2000 and 2014. So in 14 years, it, it doubled. And over that same period, the number of garments the average person bought increased by 60%. So it's not just a case of us sort of thinking back to previous generations. You know, I think we would all probably accept that we all have more clothes than our parents did or our grandparents did but we have more clothes now than our younger selves did. And, and that's quite a big thing to kind of realize. And the other thing about it is, is that I was doing a little bit of research recently and this just shocked me so much, was that um, I'm sort of going, going off tangent a bit, but I promise it's still relevant. Um, <laughs> Then they call the 1970s the polyester decade because it was the decade in which kind of man-made fibers came about and we learned how to use them and, and produce clothing from them. But there's a statistic or, or a fact really that all the polyester clothing that was made in the 1970s still exists somewhere on earth unless it has been burned. So it's not sustainable for us to keep on producing clothes in the way that we do and the fast fashion business model that exists you know where businesses make their profit by selling as much as they possibly can as often as they possibly can to us you know by generating new styles and new trends and just having new 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 all the time you know there's retailers that will have new products coming into store every single day it's something that we just can't sustain as a planet. And that's something that's a massive focus for us at, at GCU. And, and in terms of, you know, the way that we're educating students and, and making them aware of these issues, because they are going to be the next generation of fashion professionals. It's them who's going to make the changes. So that's why the showcase is really focused on, you know, style, yes, but sustain, sustainability, definitely. So how is sustainability taught to the students? Oh, lots of different ways. So we will talk about it in terms of fabric production and, and clothing production and supply chains. We'll talk about it in terms of, you know, just awareness of the environmental impact. You know, the fashion industry is one of the biggest environmental polluters. You know, just the production of cotton uses huge amounts of water, yeah. vast quantities of water. And then on top of that, 
cotton, although we all love a white cotton t-shirt, cotton is not, and we think of cotton as being white, it's not white, it's a lovely, you know, yellowy, creamy, murky colour, you know, so we have to bleach it, we have to dye it, those bleaches and dyes will make their way if we've got, you know, if there's production facilities that perhaps aren't the best, which is often the case in developing countries or countries that have lax rules surrounding these things they'll make their way into the water supply and you know can poison people and animals and crops and so we we give our students you know knowledge of all of that going on and then of course we respond to things that pop up in the news and we'll talk about current issues that pop up you know like retailers that are exposed for using perhaps unscrupulous manufacturing process or not paying their workers fairly or these types of things so we actually touch upon sustainability and I would probably say most if not all of our fashion modules Definitely. A lot of the stuff you said there, Cara, that really ties in with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I know that's very important to the university because they make up the university strategy 2030. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that that we think about. I mean, the way that our, you know, fashion changes all the time, the industry changes all the time, you know, new methods come about, new technologies come about. So university courses have to grow and develop and change which is you know not that's not just the case of fashion it's all our courses so we actually overhaul our programs every few years and it's something that when we wrote you know the current version of our program and when we come to write the next version of our program which we will be doing soon it's going to be absolutely or it is at the heart of of everything we do just jumping back to the fashion showcase, Cara, is there any designs that you've seen from any of the students that have made you go, wow, that's incredible? Do you know, this is the thing that's a little bit difficult this year. Usually I could say, oh, oh my goodness, there's about 15 <laughs> things, 20 things, 50 things that I want to, I would want to buy from the students. Um, but because we've not been on campus, I haven't seen any of it. And that's why I've not even seen the videos yet. And we're so excited to see them. And it's quite nice. It's quite nice for us. You know, we look forward to the, the fashion showcase every year as, as tutors and lecturers and you know what have you but this year it is a wee bit like Christmas because we just we haven't seen it so and I don't I haven't been teaching the fashion design students you see because otherwise usually I would probably be asking them to make two one for me <laughs> it sounds like it's the sort of thing that the students really look forward to it's the highlight of their time studying fashion at the university I hope so I think we would we would like to think so I think it's a a really great opportunity for the students friends and family to see what what they do a lot of our students and actually you know this was definitely the case for myself when I went to study fashion you know it was that nobody in my family had ever nobody knew about what the study of fashion was nobody knew what I was doing or you know what was going on and I know our students say that a lot like their mums and dads and parents and wider kind of support networks don't really have a clue what they do so this the showcase is a brilliant way for them to see their friends and family to see the skills that they're developing the subjects that they're learning the things that they're doing and just how talented they are actually 
You mentioned friends and family there, but what about scouts or talent spotters from the industry? Will they get the chance to see the fashion showcase? Yeah, we have. We've got a lot of, you know, industry contacts. The The fashion department at GCU has been around for decades, a really long time now. And we have got lots and lots of industry contacts that we and relationships that we've built and maintained and nurtured over over all that time. So every year we invite them to come back and, and join us again for a glass of fizz. That's the second time I've mentioned that, isn't it? Uh, and join us while we come and, and celebrate and you know see the great work of our students. But so this year we're really hopeful that they're going to join us um, online too. Let's focus on your programme, Cara. We mentioned at the start of the show you're the programme leader for the International Fashion Branding course. Tell me more about that. What does that course involve? Well, yeah, I think that's a great question, actually, because because um, we do have two. We've got the two undergraduate fashion programmes. And I think people, I think there is a bit of, you know, I think people maybe are a bit confused about what's what's different about them. Fashion design with business is quite a good title. It kind of says what it is. It's yeah. fashion design and you do business, you know, as well. But fashion branding, a lot of people maybe don't, you know, aren't so aware of the concept of branding, but really it's it's looking at the marketing and the communication and the, the creation of fashion brands. So it's still very creative or there's a, it's as creative as you would want it to be. That's the great thing about the fashion branding program is that there's a lot of flexibility in it. You sort of shape your education and uh, you know along with your skill sets and your interests and you know what have you because we offer option modules that allow students to kind of pick up things that they are more interested in but what we look at on the program we look at a whole range of subjects like what a brand is how to create a brand like the logo the story behind it how to create that sense of like you know maybe a sense of history or heritage even if it's a brand new brand because there'll be lots of brands that that well we come into contact with brands every day and it doesn't just have to be fashion you know there'll be perhaps a certain brand of toothpaste that you will always buy and it might be for certain reasons because you you trust it or it, you know you've used it before you've got a relationship with it and and what have you and that's what branding is about it's about understanding first of all consumers and and what they're looking for then how to talk to them and then how to give them what they want to see how to give them that logo and the pretty packaging as well as the fantastic product are there any good examples on the market that currently do that uh, of brands yeah. of oh gosh yeah i mean we've got we've got loads um I've got one. I can see that you've got a Fred Perry t-shirt on, actually, Craig. Yeah, and that's a great example of a brand. You know, they, that was based around Fred Perry, the tennis player, and they still very much keep that front and centre to their branding. You know, they'll have a sense of history behind it. Another big one that's linked to that is the likes of Burberry. You know, mm. Burberry started as a, a, a trench coat, as a, as a, as a coat manufacturer, mm. and they created the trench coat and it was for officers uh, who were in the trenches of world war one and the big innovation was them with them was that they created cotton that kept that was woven in such a way that it kept the rain out like it kept the wearer dry 
and their whole brand today i mean achingly fashionable as it is this kind of pillar of like british design and ingenuity and all these things it's all come off the back of that one fabric invention first of all and then a very functional piece of clothing military clothing i should say so the stuff that you teach in the course cara how does that tie in with what we're going to see at the fashion showcase So you'll see lots of examples of that, actually. So we've got modules where you will see students who've come up with their own brands. So they've developed a brand, they've come up with the name for it, the logo for it, they've designed it, and then they've even designed the communications for it. So they've done photo shoots and created fashion adverts, they've created a social media content, they've done, you know, everything. We've got our fourth year students, our final year students on the International Fashion Branding Programme, create a fashion magazine actually for the fashion brand. This year we worked with the Glasgow streetwear brand Forty Clothing and they've created these amazing magazines where they've done all the photography, they've written all the content, they've designed it all. It's, it's quite spectacular actually. It's great listening to you talk about the fashion showcase, Carrie. You sound yourself like you're really excited about it. Yeah, I am. I'm really, well, I'm excited and and proud in equal measure because like, you know, this year has been a really difficult year for the students. We've, we've, We've had to carry out our teaching pretty much entirely online. And that's that's difficult anyway, but for students like fashion students who have got so many practical modules and we expect so much practical application for, from them and who often have to work in groups, you know, because in the fashion industry, it's, it's very rare that you will work in a job on your own you just you don't you work as part of a team you create advertising campaigns as part of a team you create bad brands as part of a team you know it's really important that 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 you know students learn how to work effectively as a team but that's so much harder when you're online and they've just they've just been brilliant they they really have been brilliant like the quality of their work is just as good if not better you know in some cases than the work that they've produced any of the other years that they've been here so yeah we're really proud of them. Let's talk a little bit about your own background and your journey in the street tell me about your story how did you make it to Glasgow Caledonian University? Oh well I I started at GCU in 2012 and prior to that I'd had a year of teaching at another university but prior to that I'd actually had (laughs) (laughs) I've actually had uh, quite a number of different roles in the fashion industry. Um, I started my I started my career, I did an undergraduate degree very similar to the undergraduate programmes we have at GCU. And my very first job was working, doing some experience with the Scottish fashion designer, Jonathan Saunders. And at that time, he showed his label at London Fashion Week. So that was just 
amazing as a first job you know got to really see that kind of high-end luxury market see the fashion process from creation you know from the design all the way through to manufacture all the way through to the catwalk show and putting it on models and getting it out there and selling it to buyers of like the biggest luxury stores in the world that was fabulous but the the truth of the matter is for young designers like that there is there's not much money about Mm. so I had to go and get a proper job that paid proper money so my next job or you know was working as uh I got a job as a buyer's assistant working for a major high street multiple retailer and then I worked my way up to assistant buyer which sounds like the same thing it's like the same the same name but around a different way so you start as a buyer's assistant and then you become an assistant buyer which is very confusing (laughs) but they are very different jobs um and in that role that was fast-paced really challenging really exciting though along with the buyer you know I was responsible for millions of pounds worth of budget hundreds of products sales markdowns buying you know all these sorts of things quality control it was really interesting and then I did a very strange pivot in my career and I went from there to working in magazines and I was the fashion editor of a magazine for six years then before I then and and while I was there I, I would get invited to do guest lecturing and I really loved it I loved working with the students. I loved being in the university environment. And then that was how I ended up full time. (laughs) It sounds like all your real world experiences invaluable to pass on to the students for them making their way in the industry. Yeah, I hope so. I feel I feel that it's really important and I think that's what makes us in the fashion department at GCU really unique and really valuable to the students because we all have experience of working in the industry whether it's you know media or buying or design or manufacture and so we're able to say to the students you know no you don't do it like that you do it like this and that's because that's the way it's expected Mm -hmm. in an industry and even down to things like you know even just down to things like professional etiquette and things you know you know like don't send me an email saying hey you know send me an email at least saying hi Cara you know like these types of things it's all really valuable you know just life skills and knowledge that our students need for when they go out and have successful professional careers in in the fashion industry. That leads me perfectly on to my next question Cara because what kind of jobs are available to the students who leave Glasgow Caledonia University? Oh wow do you know such a massive array of jobs huge and and that's another thing I sort of said that we're quite proud of a lot of things actually it's nice to this realize that we're proud you know you think about all the things that you're really proud of and we are really proud of that that the students have got so much flexibility with and that's what we want for them with their teaching that we're providing them with the knowledge and skills that they could apply to a whole myriad of different careers so we are graduates go on to work in um, this is across all the programs in terms of design pattern cutting manufacture general production but they also move into advertising marketing branding and 
what's been really interesting is over the past I would definitely say the past 10 years, we've seen a huge array of new jobs opening up and new job areas that just didn't exist before. So, I mean, an example of that is things like social media marketing and influencer marketing. You know, it's 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 funny, actually, that you ask about about you know me coming to GCU because or, or my career path because I actually found a lecture the other day from when I first started so that was 2012 and I, I teach fashion communications and in this old lecture that I found I didn't have any mention of Instagram because it, it wasn't a big thing you know so if you think in that period of time that shift of change you know never mind TikTok it was a twinkle <laughs> of someone's eye you know nowadays like we have a student who's just who's not even graduated yet from international fashion branding and she secured a job working with a Spanish influencer you know, and so these jobs didn't exist before. And that's something that we take very seriously. You know, we constantly look at how the industry is changing and is developing. And we make sure that what we're teaching, you know, means that students can align themselves with these new jobs. And it's quite an, I, I, it's quite an exciting time, actually, I think, for for people to study fashion and to go out into the fashion industry and know that you know everybody will have seen that there's been you know all the press reports about stores clothing closing and you know the fashion industry being in turmoil and all these things and and there's a there's truth in that there's absolutely truth in that it's a very difficult time at the moment but it's also a real time for innovation and consolidation like what these retailers are doing now is looking at how they're going to take their businesses going forward and that means that there will be new jobs that will appear and and our graduates are best place to take the, these jobs you know they are not having to forget an old way of doing things and then learn a new way they're ready to go and just jump into these new roles that are being created like for example you know a, a, a role that a lot of students of ours used to go into was visual merchandising so they'd go into the stores and make them look amazing and what have you and those roles still exist but you know and and I'm interested to see actually because I think a lot of retailers now are going to place a lot of importance on their stores and making it a real good experience because they want customers to come back into it so we might see that role coming back more and more but what we've seen is a kind of offshoot of that into online visual merchandising where people in those roles basically you know style up the garments to shoot them for the photographs for the website and again that job didn't exist a while ago but that's been a massive growth area like we've got quite a few of our graduates who work in that for the likes of like ASOS and Marks and Spencers and that's their role and it's it's actually quite an analytical role you know they'll look at what's not selling and then they'll say well is that picture a bit rubbish like can we not see that that you know product properly okay well before we mark it down we'll reshoot it we'll try it again we'll style it with something different and then we'll see if it sells and then if it doesn't sell then we'll mark it down so it's yeah it's exciting these jobs that are now coming up 
You mentioned about Instagram and the role that's played in changing the landscape of, of the fashion industry, and, and it's been broadly positive. Have there been any drawbacks from that at all? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest drawbacks from it probably comes back to our discussions about, you know, fast fashion and mm -hmm. sustainability and that type of thing, because there's such pressure, I think, brought on people by social media to be seen wearing new clothes or, you know, such such kind of marketing pressure to buy new things because you're seeing, you know, friends or influencers or just other people in general on social media wearing new things all the time and styling them up in different ways and it gives you ideas and you go and buy something new and you'll buy something new again you buy something new again and, you know, I, I know there's a, you know, it's a, it's a very well-known fact now that people you know many people do not want to be seen wearing the same thing twice on their Instagram feed so that has definitely perpetuated and and accelerated you know the the amount of clothing that exists in the world and it comes back to the what I was saying earlier about how it's just not sustainable so it's about finding you know a way forward and that that's positive you know and I teach marketing communication and and that is something that's that you know we talk about I talk about with with the students you know that that it's you, you've got this kind of, I don't know, it's a bit of a moral dilemma in some ways because you have to sell items to to keep the business going. You know, lots of people's livelihoods depend on it, jobs, you know, so, so you need to keep that going. However, at the same time, we also know it's not sustainable to have the amount of clothing production that, that we do. So nobody, if I'm honest, nobody has the answer. To that we don't as academics not just in gcu i mean as a worldwide community of academics we don't have it the fashion industry certainly doesn't have it but hopefully hopefully one of our students will have the answer to that you know or what a student somewhere in the world will and we'll all move in that direction that's what we want to aim towards if you now have to record a podcast in june 2031 what innovations do you think we'd be talking about? Where do you see the fashion industry going within the next 10 years? Oh, now, if I knew this for certain, we could be very rich. So we probably <laughs> wouldn't be recording the podcast. We might be on a beach somewhere in Barbados <laughs> or somewhere beautiful like that. But I think at the moment, it's true to say, you know, and I, I mentioned this earlier, that the clothing and fashion industry has never had you know never faced more difficulties or challenges than it has during the COVID-19 pandemic you know it'd be absolutely unprecedented for stores to have to close completely I mean just unbelievable and what it's done is accelerated the trend of people shopping online and it it already was steadily increasing you know online shopping was you know going up going up like this and then you know it's a, a kind of nice diagonal line and then the COVID-19 pandemic 
it was like a bomb going off and that <laughs> line on the graph is just shot vertically in the air you know because the only way to buy things was to buy online and fashion's quite interesting because there was a lot of consumer groups like a lot of consumer demographic groups like age groups that maybe were quite hesitant to shop online because they like seeing the clothes and touching them and feeling them seeing the fabric trying them on and so they were very kind of reluctant to shop online before well now they've been forced to shop online and they've tried it they found it's quite convenient they quite like it and that does create a real challenge for for fashion retailers because you know retail stores are expensive you've got to pay for electricity and lighting and staffing and all of these things and if you can do that at a reduced cost by just selling through your website well why not but I think what we're seeing as everything's beginning to open up is just how much customers have missed stores mm -hmm. how much we've missed the physical act of shopping and how many people really treated shopping as a leisure pursuit you know a pastime they would go out the weekend with friends and you know have a bit of lunch maybe have a movie at the end of it you know go to the cinema or something and that is the way that retailers now are going to have to view their stores in a very experiential way. So all about creating the experience. So it's not just about selling the products from the stores, but it's about bringing them in because the store is the best way for you as a brand to tell your customer what you're all about you know from the lighting you have to the music you play to maybe any scent you've got or how you've got it designed is it like cool and and directional or is it very kind of welcoming and homely are you dependable and reliable like marks and spencers you know or are you you know like super cool and a bit edgy like all saints you know that type of thing and the different stores to tell you all about that. So I think there's going to be a real focus on stores. I've also um, been sort of, you know, doing a bit of research on this. And I think that like there's a big challenge for department stores they are finding that really difficult they've got these big spaces you know and lots of brands that they used to stock are maybe scaling back or they've disappeared altogether and what do they do with that space and there's some interesting things some interesting innovations happening like um selfridges in london are was it self yeah i think it was selfridges oh i'm doubting myself now but anyway someone is opening up i'll have to look that up um see we don't have all the facts and figures at our fingertips all the time that's why i tell the students sometimes they ask me a question i'm like i don't know i'm gonna to have to read that look that up in a book you know um but they're going to open it up for a uh, remote working so that's going to be really interesting this idea of like a third creating a third space so it's it's not the customer's home it's not their work it's like another space in their life that they feel comfortable going and they'll happily go and sit there so you know you could go and take your laptop and sit in a lovely department store at a nice comfy chair and have a coffee and do your work and then hopefully buy something on your way home it's quite clever I think so we might start to see this more and more the merging of retail and leisure and work all together Cara, that was absolutely fantastic. Great to talk to you and good luck with the fashion showcase later in the week. Oh, thank you. And we hope that you're going to make it along. 
definitely and please check the description of this podcast because there'll be more information of how to take part in the showcase i'd also like to thank everyone who's tuned into this episode and i do hope you will join us again next time to hear more about the brilliant work going on at glasgow caledonian university in the meantime make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode we are available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you're listening to us from Until then, I've been Craig Telfer and this has been the Common Good Podcast.